Breakfast with Glenn Curry. What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? Uh, Must be a slow news week where we're talking about the Taco Bell sign. Anyway, someone said it's a, somebody said it, it's as tall as the uh, as the clock tower. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's not even close. But nonetheless, people are always thinking, always talking, anything new, you know. And Je- and Jeff, of course, comes in with his uh, 20th century, you know, approach to things. Get off my lawn. Who cares that the Taco Bell sign is the size of the Eiffel Tower. It's a sign. It's a business. People over there at the old age home love it. They love their tacos. The toilet bowls are working 24-7. Never before have we seen such flushing going on near State Street than just in the last couple of days. Screw the sign. Uh, it's good to be back. I never, actually never left. <laughs> I, I was, uh, we were on our way to uh, the grandson's house in Long Island. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, one of the grandsons had uh, COVID, and we got as far as Amsterdam when we found out, and we made the decision. Actually, the decision was pretty much made up for us because it wasn't going to be pleasant because a uh, little kid was going to be locked away, and we were afraid that he was going to be sick, just like his brother the week before. So uh, the missus and I stayed here in uh, northern New York. And yes, I did take off yesterday prior to that, not thinking I'd be traveling quite a bit. And uh, we didn't get as far as Amsterdam, which, by the way, is three hours from here. But we came back, beautiful weather, everything was fine. Um, and anyway, so there we have it. And, and I'm here. And I'm glad to be here because uh, that trip takes, takes uh, me to at least a week and a half to recover from. As I get older, I realize driving is just, is just too much. Um, and particularly when I try to see too many people at the same time. We had plans to see at least two other places down while we were there and on the way back. Um, but I tell you what, I mean, there's not, no, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm not going to wear, uh, 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 sunglasses that make me look like a human fly. And no, I am not going to, uh, go to the racetrack with white shoes and a white belt and a big ass cigar sticking out of my, not yet. But that said, I'm at an age, particularly around the holidays where driving in, uh, bumper to bumper traffic is very taxing. So we'll just have to make another trip sometime in this, in the winter. Uh, to see the see the kids, and we have all these Christmas gifts that I was going to give them as well. But nonetheless, 
Sharon and I, uh, we, we, we just, we, we, you know, unbelievable, just hanging out in the house. Sharon decorated the house so well, as she does each and every year. And we got to appreciate that. And all along, I was thinking, geez, this would have sucked, you know, two, three, four days without having us here looking at this beautiful tree, the light display that we have over the mantle. And it's hard to explain. But nonetheless, we did some new things around the house. And we got to truly appreciate that. And at the same time, got to see Sharon's family uh, twice, actually. And on Sunday, Christmas Eve, um, they asked us if we wanted to go to the movies. And we did. So uh, we had lunch first, went to the movies and saw uh, Boys in a Boat. Didn't know this, but George Clooney directed it. He was very instrumental behind it. I don't know if he produced it, whichever, but he is a good director. And here's why. Old style, no handheld cameras, no herky-jerky movements. And it's a period piece, takes place in the, it's a true story, takes place during the Depression, 1936, leading up to the Berlin Olympics, uh, where, and I didn't know this, uh, the Americans uh, team won uh, the rowing contest uh, on, a, on, a nas- on an international scale. So it starts off in Seattle. I won't bore you with all the details here, but it's a true story. starts off in Washington State, uh, and next thing you know, they get this junior uh, varsity team out there, and they're better than the varsity team. And they're elected to go to, uh, uh, of all places, uh, Poughkeepsie to the Hudson River, where they win there. And then they go to the Berlin Olympics. Very well done. And the reason why I say it was well done, because it was very authentic. All the actors had that certain 30s-style haircut. There's nothing worse than watching a period piece where everyone looks just tremendous. You know, if you see a movie like Harlem Nights, for instance, uh, 20-something years ago or so, maybe 30, uh, Eddie Murphy did. Everyone looked fabulous. Everyone was perfect. And no, I'm not being racist here. It's just that nobody looks that perfect, particularly back in the days when they didn't have, uh, you know, the best hygiene in the world. <clears throat> but nonetheless, this really depicted that time frame. So go, go see it if you have a chance. Boys in the Boat, uh, it's playing right now. All right, someone's on the phone, and I'm just going to go to the phone and see who that is. And hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. I'm so confused, I don't know where to start. Yeah, Louie, I heard you. I, heard, I think yeah. that... Uh, uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, the ex-mayor said he was going to fill in for you because you were going to be out of town. No, he never did that. He he, he couldn't have, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I didn't know my plans until late Thursday, and Jeff had already done his show, and I, no one ever contacted him to fill in for me uh, yesterday afternoon. You there? Yeah, I'm here, but I buy you. You're not I, buying I that. Okay. I don't I don't believe either one of you is now. Well, why? Why don't, what do you think I'm lying to you, Louie? Why would well, we I, lie to you? I don't I don't know. You can't be that screwed up, can you? Don't raise your voice to me. <laughs> or are you gonna hang up, you're gonna bang on your friggin' desk like an idiot. Louie, Louie, I'm I'm uh, Wow, well, Louie, Clenny, 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 come on. <laughs> I heard it with my own two ears and so did my wife that uh uh, what you call it was going to fill in for you. No. And he said nobody ever told him. No one told him. I didn't tell him. No one here told him. He had That's no clue. That's what I'm telling you. It's like your station that you were going to check into it, but you never did for me. My. That you don't even know what time it is on the uh, FM 103.1. <laughs> oh, I don't have it's any. I wish I had control over that, Louis. I really do. But I don't. I know you don't. Who does? Does anybody have any control? You make fun of our president. You make fun of our vice president. You make fun of our council members. You guys are idiots, if anybody is. Hmm. You 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 shouldn't be uh, putting people down. Well, wait a minute. Terrible. I can't put down the uh, the president into a... 
I'm not allowed to do that? Well, you shouldn't. Oh, okay. He's your leader. Hmm. He's the leader of your, your free country. Yeah. And we, obviously, we voted him in. Well, yeah. And now you want to say, uh, wait until you get 85 years old. He's you're 81. You're down, you're not even 70. Well, I agree. I just got through saying that I don't like driving at my age. So, you know, I'm kind of leaning in that, but I'm not quite yeah, 81 so, so years why, old. Yet. Why would you make fun of a guy that's falling when he goes down the stairs getting on an airplane? Louie, what does this have to do funny? with what does this have to do You're with re- whether or not I told Jeff to sit in for me yesterday, which I didn't? Well, how do we get off on but you know, uh, getting down on 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 government officials including the vice president and the president, who by the way, the vice president deserves to be uh, chastised for essentially being the worst vice president in our history. Uh, Louis, you know that. According to you, I don't know if he's a white. They're, they're all, they're all, they're all frigged up. They're all cheaters. Or the whole government's crooked. Everything, every phase of our government is crooked. Well, and it's all for money, and you know it. I agree with you. I, I just read today. And they lie and they cheat and yeah. they steal and they tell lies and then they make. Uh, then they uh, put them on a pedestal like uh, they become oh, millionaires. So many of them, right? I, but but Louis, what? That, what you're saying is I'm agreeing with you. Why why are you why are you getting down on on me for for criticizing That's government all I officials? I wanted to know when I, when they said it on the TV or whatever the radio radio that uh, you were great. Jeff was going to fill in for you. You know what I said to her? What was that? I says he never he'll, he'll never show up. But he always did when whenever I wasn't here. In fact, he did it for what four years when I was gone. So, you I know, know, but one he was supposed to fill in for one. Night. But he was never told. He was never. And by the way, if he was told, Jeff would be here on time, ready to roll, and uh, and miserable as ever. No, no, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry for clapping, Louis. I yeah. know you don't like that. But anyway, uh, do you have a question? Listen, uh, I I was supposed to ask a question to Attorney Joe Stanley for you before he's calling in in about 12 minutes. Is there anything I can talk to him about? On your behalf. No, no, my mind's too confused. No. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. But I've done a lot of searching on the radio and on the TV trying to get where Jeff said that <laughs> so I could hold you as accountable. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I try to help you. I mean, a lot of the shows are recorded on, uh, on News Junkie. You can go there, but he never did. In fact, yeah. yesterday I did hear him say, because I was listening on the stream, uh, he he did say that uh, Glenn Curry was going to come in on uh, yesterday afternoon, Tuesday. So right there, that should tell you something. But he's not going to buy that. But, all right, Louie. All right, Louie. All right, man. Thank you. All, all right, Glenn. All right, thanks, Louie. Yeah, thank you. I, I talked to you. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, last was it last Tuesday? I was accused of hanging up on Jason Trainer for for politicking for the next cycle of. Of election, uh, uh, council, city council elections. Another two years from now, I said, "Well, okay, we'll wait for that, and then I get chastised." That was last Tuesday. I said, "Well, okay, maybe I should let people talk. Maybe I shouldn't stop. Uh, maybe I shouldn't slam on the desk when I when I get emotional." You know, and I, by the way, when I slam, it's typical because I'm laughing. It's a crazy way of of, of exhibiting laughter, but it's just it's just who I am. So what were we talking about? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so yesterday, or rather, uh, was it Saturday? One of the one of the past weekend, Sharon and I did go to the new Taco Bell. We went through the drive-through, and I did, and I realized that was the first time in my life I have ever been on that lot. 
it, that was the same lot where it was, uh, what was it? They sold homes there years ago, Lennox Homes. And then uh, towards where the restaurant is now is where the, uh, the Greyhound bus terminal was. And I never took a break Greyhound bus in my life. And I never met anyone there. I never drove in the back. So that was a, um, not that that's an incredible reveal. <laughs> wow, I was on, the, I've never been on this block before. I gotta, I gotta mention this on the show. But I never was. So we went through, it's a huge parking lot. It, it's definitely dressed up uh, State Street. Let's face it, the old uh, Greyhound Terminal, it, it just looked like a dungeon. Um, and the parking lot's well lit. But I got to say, and I know Jeff is very adamant when he says that the, who cares how big the sign is. I, I agree with him, but I got to ask one question. Why is it that big? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's at least three stories high. And I, and so you know I, I I get it when people say wow that's a big sign that's, that's a sign that's, I don't know if that's necessary. In fact, I was over buying something uh, last Friday. It was Friday when the sign went up, and I was at the, right next door at the State Street Market, and I asked Krista, who's the new owner of the uh, State Street Market, I said, "Hey, that sign is really high," and she turned around and she said, "I didn't even notice it." She she they had built it right under her nose that day. She was so busy she had no clue that. Some crane, whatever, came by and, and put up this, this enormous Taco Bell sign. So I'm on both sides of the, of the fence here. Jeff says, who cares? I agree. And others say, wow, it was, was, it not, was it that necessary to make it that tall? And I say to that, at which I say, yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, is it as high? Someone said it's as high as the clock tower. I said, no, it's not. Oh, no, no, no. Now I sound like Uncle, uh, what's his name? Who was the uncle in uh, Christmas Vacation with the wig? The blessing. Uh, if if I this year, I must have seen parts or segments or in, in its entirety. And I'm talking about Christmas Vacation this past five, ten days, at least twelve times, and it's just little segments. And it seems like I always c- catch up to the same segment. So when the uncle comes, says, "Oh, you wouldn't believe what we got you, Clark." Oh, you didn't have to get me anything. Oh, he guessed it. <laughs> that guy is hilarious. <laughs> when he lights up the tree, when he lights up his cigar, and he goes up in flames. The movie makes no sense. And why we should feel sorry for Clark for not having enough money so he could put in a, a, a built-in pool in the backyard. And the more and more I watch that movie, it's funny as hell. It's hilarious. It's great entertainment. This oh, The next scene is always funnier than the previous scene. That's what you want in a comedy, something that's going to engage you. But all that in-between stuff with the fluffy music, and then he's talking to the girl, the little girl with the long hair, and she's not going to have a Christmas, and their, their, their house moves from one location to another because they live in a Winnebago. And that's all, you know, fine and done. But... But, but the fact that he, he, Clark is depressed because he put down a down payment on a check that it, he can't cover unless he gets his bonus from Bill Murray's brother, by the way. That I won't buy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of other things you shouldn't buy in that movie, obviously. Uh, but that one in particular. And then, of course, the other movie is uh, A Christmas Story, which I never really understood the, uh, the appeal to it until recent years as well. That's the one um, that takes place in the 40s, and it depicts this young kid's... Uh, it was based on a book done by the same people who, believe it or not, did Porky's and Porky's Revenge, if you could believe that, uh, and it came out in 1983. So here it is, two movies that basically go play back-to-back 
uh, within a two, three-day period and leading up to Christmas and thereafter, it's still playing now, uh, sporadically now, uh, were two 80s movies, one in 83, that's A Christmas Story. I think the kid's name is Billingsley, the kid who played uh, the main character. And then the other one, of course, uh, Christmas Vacation, the best vacation movie for sure, came out in 1989. The first one was okay. The second one in Europe was awful. Christmas Vacation was the third one. And then the fourth one might have been the worst. That was uh, Vegas Vacation. That was just terrible. Just and, and again, it just symbolizes where movies went and when they fell from grace, according to Glenn Curry. 80s, great, great, great. 89, still great. Early 90s, not so great anymore. You got Goodfellas, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a couple other movies here and there. Forrest Gump, granted. Shawshank Redemption, yes. Or both in 1994. Pulp Fiction, 1994. Can't find many movies after that. And by the way, I am not, repeat, not an Elf fan. I tried to watch Elf last night, and I just, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. 2003, Will Farrell playing Will Farrell. I could see it had its moments, the slapstick and so forth, but it doesn't hold and grab your attention like the other movies do. 755-1240. Now, I, I do have some things to talk about with uh, with Attorney Joe Stanley, but if you want to chime in, by all means, higher in the air. Hey, I hope you, I'm glad you had a good Christmas. Sorry about the young... No, it's okay. It all works out. We'll see him soon. Sure. Yeah. What's going on, John? I just got a question for Attorney Stanley. Yeah. And, um, yeah. This, you know, it's holiday weekend, bumper to bumper. Right. I'm down there by Fairgrounds Restaurant. Hmm. I got 50 cars behind me. And you can, they're bumper to bumper all the way up past the college. Mm-hmm. And the same way on Arsenal Street. I'm on Quaffine. Want to take a left going to, like, where Kenny Drug is Bellow Ave. Right, right. And completely stopped. <laughs> At the light. Right. Ten cars come by. Hmm. Sheriff is behind me. Hmm. My girlfriend's driving the car. The light turns yellow. Hmm. And she starts creeping into this yellow thing. Okay. And um, she makes a left-hand turn and goes Un- once these guys stop. Hmm. And if they didn't stop, they should have gave somebody a ticket blowing through this yellow. Cause right. We waited for like 12 cars probably. Right. At least almost two minutes. Right. Completely stopped behind the line. Okay. And started creeping up, and it's called claiming an intersection. Mm. And then I, she gets a ticket for going through a red light. Mm. On a, and it's just uh, by the sheriff. How in the world? By the sheriff. Yeah, by count, Jefferson County Sheriff. Well, on Coffeen Street. That's like wow. Yeah, on Saturday, on Christmas, what he's probably trying to do is show off Christmas Eve, Eve. And he lit her up with the lights. Right. Stopped the complete intersection. Mm-hmm. Stopped all the traffic so he could blow through and pull her over. Mm-hmm. Instead of going through and catching the real guy that's blowing through these red, yellow lights, mm. whatever you know. Yeah. She was in the intersection halfway through the intersection, mm. and then he's so much up on her butt right. that she can't back up. She's already committed right. herself to right. the intersection. Right, right. Because if, if people didn't do that, you'd, there'd be gridlock. You know, traffic can't flow. Right. right, exactly. Right. And okay. I was actually taught that, and uh, when I was doing my road test, I'm talking over 30 years ago, mm-hmm. with the New York State DMV, uh, what do you call it, the test people? Yeah. That pass you for your license. I was taking it, I stopped at the white line, and I waited. And, and, uh, I wasn't going to turn because I kept having oncoming traffic. And she goes, aren't you going to claim your intersection? Hmm. 
So she was going to ding me hmm. if I didn't do exactly what my girlfriend did, and now she's got to go to court for it. Oh, I, I, it's a I, bunch it's, of, it's, it's ridiculous, I think. All right, let me, let me see if I can understand this. You, you were going towards JCC. You wanted to make a left on Bellow Avenue and get into Kenny Drugs off Coffee. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then uh, because of the traffic situation, people blowing through that, that intersection there by the fairgrounds, your, you and your girlfriend waited patiently. But at that point, you went through a red light until everyone went through the intersection. Is that correct? No, it wasn't red. Hmm. It was We were at a green light for right. like 10 cars. Right. Okay? To the light changed yellow. Right. And I said, creep up easy. Right. And then once these clowns stopped coming at us. Right. Make your turn. Claim your intersection. Hmm. That's the way I was taught how to. Drive. So wait a minute. So why'd you get a ticket if you went through a, uh, an intersection where it was not red? I don't get that. He's give. I sent you a screenshot of it on the messenger and the Facebook, but yeah. they're exactly what he said. He said she turned left on a red, hmm. but we were already there and let complete stop on a green. Let ten cars come straight by us, and then she creeped up. So her vehicle's halfway in the intersection. Yeah. And guess what? He creeped right on her. What's mm. he supposed to do? Back up into his car? Did you complain? Did, did, bullshit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hopefully I talked over you. You can't say those sorry. words, John. You, you know sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Well, jeepers, creepers. But right. I just want to see what Joel says. But I asked him about if he knows about claiming his intersection. If you're already committed right. in the intersection. Right. And I'm talking, you've got 50 cars in every direction around you. By the way, where, did he, the where did he ultimately stop you? Where did you have to pull over? Into the Kinney's parking lot? Oh, no. Probably, you know, like just before seeing Anthony's or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. But on, on Bellow Avenue. side street. And yeah. then all his buddies were changing shifts, so like four yeah. other... Well, yeah, that's the entryway to the... To driving the... right by. He's a big show-off. Yeah, they're right he, there. We were there 45 minutes. I said, I'm calling your supervisor. Oh, he God. goes, go ahead. And then he goes, keep it up with your attitude. I'll give her some more tickets. I go, yeah, like, for what? And he goes, well, here, she didn't change her address with the DMV within 10 days and stuff. And oh, he even God. put that on the All right, I got Joe on the other line. I'll talk, I'll ask right, him, John. Bye. All right, thanks. Let's see if we have Joe. Yes, we do. We have Attorney Joe Stanley. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, uh, uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. Thank you, Glass. Thank you and all the listeners. And by the way, thank you for the gift card. You're welcome. Yeah, I had it all set up for you, uh, Joe. I was. I wanted to talk about. Uh, I actually spoke with uh, Lance Hale from 94 Rock today, who said that you and he talked about non-competes, which I'll get to in a little bit. But now I just got an irate uh, uh, listener saying that uh, he his girlfriend was wrongfully given a ticket because he waited pa- she waited patiently to make a left-hand turn locally on a busy intersection and then they claimed that she went through a red light again uh, this is one of those things Joe where people are patient they wait they do kind things they don't drive around you they don't drive in the sidewalk they don't drive in the shoulder uh, but in this case the police officer stopped was there for 45 minutes. Uh, the guy was uh, complaining and said, what's going on here? And he says, well, if you want to make things worse, uh, we can get her for not changing her address on her on her ID and her, on her license, but whatever. So this is a scenario. We see this a lot, Joe, where people feel like they're wrongfully accused of something stopped when they were being patient first. And I know your answer, Joe, you, you don't want to antagonize a, a law enforcement of a person of, from the law when you're being stopped. Is that correct, Joe? Well, 
you don't really want to antagonize anyone because generally it doesn't get anywhere. You know? sure. Sure. We all have done it, but we usually know what the consequences are. When you try to antagonize someone, they just respond in kind, and it usually spirals into the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it, it only makes matters worse. But, I mean, I know this guy. He's a friend of mine. Um, you know, it's two days before Christmas. You know, uh, uh, the law is the law. But could you go with a warning in a situation like that? It wasn't an egregious, you know, mistake. that miles an hour and a 30 or 50 for that matter. Uh, in this situation, you know, when, 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 when things get really tight, is it highly necessary to say, hey, uh, you went through a red light? Um, where, where in reality it was it was it was a uh, uh, you know it was a log jam it was uh, it, it was it was backed up so I can understand why he's upset but you know what does he do now does he fight something like this or just pay the ticket? Well, you can go to the court and say you didn't you are not guilty. The problem is from the sounds of it you're probably guilty because you're not you know the law says you're not supposed to go up in the intersection and wait and be under the light and then it changes red. That's that's not. Oh, okay. Technically, that is not proper. You know, you're supposed to wait until the traffic clears and then go up and through. So, so another, yeah, okay. So I, yeah, should I mean, would a warning have been better? Probably, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, sometimes tickets are, you know, they're more about. Collecting fees than they are about enforcing the law. Unfortunately, that's true. So, yeah, yeah. So what you're saying then, Joe? This is this is a. I didn't know this. You're supposed to wait as if you're at a red light at a busy intersection when it turns yellow. You're not to wait in the intersection while it's yellow. That's almost impossible, though. Sometimes, Joe. A lot of times, actually. That's the way the law. I mean, there's reasons for that. Is because. You can't see to be cleared. You don't really. You can't see the light. You yeah. don't know what the light is. True. You know, you know you, you're already blocked. You could be blocking traffic. I mean, in a big city, right. you could be causing a, a uh, you know, gridlock. So, right. no, you're not supposed to be in the intersection unless you can go. All right. Well, again, and and uh, and people understand listening right now how difficult that is. Sometimes you commit yourself, uh, particularly on places you know, like I, Arsenal Street. I've done it. You've done it. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm just saying, technically, that's not the way it's supposed to be. So at this point, he's just, just going to have to grin and bear it then, Joe. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you can go and ask the DA to plead it down, maybe, you know, and, and see what they say. How much is that? Uh, going through a red light, I, I know they've changed the points, and it doesn't necessarily mean your insurance goes up automatically, but is that a big hit, Joe, of red light infraction? I think it's three, I think, three but point. I'd have to look. Yeah. I think I and I know back in the day, three was a lot, five was the limit, but what is it now? I think it's eight or nine. Okay, it has know, gone speeding, up. Yeah. Speeding, you know, speeding tickets are on a gradation, so depending on how fast you're going, you can collect six six points on a speeding ticket in one, one try or more. Right. Yeah, you could be arrested doing 90 miles an hour, especially in like a school zone or something of that nature. But, all right, hopefully that answer, I mean, that's not the answer my caller was listen, listening for, but it is interesting. Technically, you're not supposed to be in an intersection when the yellow is, is, is when the light is yellow. So I'll have to remember that, Joe. That's a good one. Well, I mean, just think about it. How would you even know? You're not. The only reason you know the lights changes if the other people are stopping. So right. Really not even, yeah, I mean. Right. 
Right. But but like I said, some people just find themselves in it before and then it's too late. They can't. And you certainly here's the other thing, Joe. You can't back up. Once you made that commitment, you can't put it in reverse. Yeah. That makes it worse. Yeah. That's when you're going to get hit from behind. All right. So the non-compete agreements in New York State, this was something that was brought to the table, I believe, this past summer. And just just a non-compete agreement prohibits an employer from working for a competitor or opening up a competing business. As an example, someone working at a family restaurant making pizzas uh, would, would sign, hey, look, you're a good chef. You make our pizzas for the last five years. But if you leave here, you can't start another place nearby within 20 miles, whichever. That's a non-compete agreement. Is that correct, Joe? Yeah. So, yes. so, and 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 it's also it high. It exists largely in the media business, particularly in sales, where someone just jumps ship, or you know, car businesses. You know, hey, you can car business up here. They couldn't have a non-compete. It would people would rebel against it because people bounce from one place to the other, and no one should hold them back. That said, the legislation this past summer wanted to eliminate that in the state of New York. But just a couple of days ago, Kathy Hochul said, no, 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 we can't do that. Do you agree with her decision, Joe? No, and, and I, I, no I don't. Uh, and, I, you know, I, apparently Wall Street, the bankers were all against it. And so we know that the bankers usually get their way. <laughs> I did read that part, yeah. Wall Street was dead set against it. And, and why is that? Because they, they, they feel it's important that if someone's working for Merrill Lynch or Goldman Sachs that yeah, they... Yeah, making them a lot of money. They don't want them going to the competitor or going down the street and open up their own business, sure. So why is it across the board then? Why can't they just say, hey, look, uh, when it comes to... Well, I don't know if you can adjust it according to salary or industry, Joe. Why couldn't they say, hey, uh, when it comes to anyone making in, in excess of $150,000 a year, you, you're going to need a non-compete. Anything less than that, you're on your own at least in the state of New York. Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, you could technically do it that way. It seems rather unfair. I mean, I don't think a, a non-compete agreement, you know, the, the, the thing about it is is that it's really an unequal bargaining. You know, the employer has all the power. You either sign it or you don't have a job, essentially. Right. So uh, that's the reason for the legislation. Mm-hmm. It's inherently unfair to workers. I believe it is. I really do, especially if you're in a, in, a, in a situation where you don't want to work for a particular employer and that you've made them some money and, you, you know, some sweat equity, and then now you, don't, you want to leave based on, on this, certain terms, whichever. We all have decisions to make. Uh, but that at that point, you, you, you're put in a corner or you're forced to leave and uh, pick up and go into another marketplace. That's very costly, Joe. Yes, yes, yeah. So, and, 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 you know, there's, there's a difference and taking companies' trade secrets. You can still prohibit, you know, that, that's a distinction maybe the governor didn't understand and you, maybe the legislation. You could still have agreements that prevent employees from taking mm-hmm. critical information and using it to their advantage, but most of the time it's really just their skills. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not critical. That's not a trade secret. Well, it, somebody's a good or a good cook. Yeah, right, 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 right. And, recent, and, and to your credit, Wall Street said uh, top businesses in New York, they argued the agreements are necessary to protect investment strategies and keep high-paid workers from leaving their companies with prized inside information. That's why I think it's more I, – I, I think it should be delegated towards the, the, the banking industry 
uh, particularly when they argue that you know these investment strategies to high-paid workers, as it's listed here, should put them in a certain category and should not you know affect someone who wants to move from one car dealership to another because he wants to work closer to home. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, and again, though, you know, again, you could prevent, you could have those people prevent them from using trade secrets, from information they gleaned that is proprietary to your business. I think that most of what that they're saying is BS. I mean, most of the, most of their stuff is not proprietary. It's mm-hmm. a deal. They'll basically do the same stuff. That's just BS propaganda, I think. But. It's just my opinion. No, I, I agree, Joe. And, and on, a, on a different note, in, in the same ballpark, though, it's unsettling to know that Congress people, I saw this thing, and I know there's some, le- there's some uh, uh, you know, credence to it, credibility, and that when, when someone you know, enters Congress, for instance, a, a, a freshman congressperson, and they say within just a couple of years that congressperson goes from a net worth of, say, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000, and just two, three years later, they're worth $8 million because of their luxury insider trading abilities. Joe, what, what say you, 60 Minutes did a story about that like eight years ago, and it outraged a lot of people. Should, should people working as our representatives in Congress have that luxury of becoming millionaires within one or two terms because they have that insider information as an option to them? Nobody else can use inside information, so why why do they get the luxury? No, I exactly. think that's it's, right. It's just you know, it's, it's the people making the rules, setting the rules for themselves. Pretty much, and it, it's it you know, it's funny because they mention one a Republican, and, and again, it's all of them. I mean, they go in basically college students or you know, thirty something years old, lawyers, whichever, come from an inspiring family. Some of them might have some type of political attachments, whichever. But they're not worth as much as they are at the beginning, but they're worth incredibly a lot more money just within a short period of time. And again, I, I, this is an issue, like I said, that was brought up in 60 Minutes. We've heard it before. We see it from time to time. Something's got to be done about that, Joe. At the end of the day, it's insider trading, and it shouldn't happen. Yeah, well, if we had that information, we'd be billionaires, too. Right. If I knew what horse was going to win at Belmont in the fourth race or the trifecta, I'm going to put $1,000 down on it. That's for sure. But if I don't know that, I'm not going to put a dime on it. And, and that's the leverage that they shouldn't have as, as, yeah. as lawmakers. That's for sure. Well, uh, a lot of people have gone to jail for using inside information on Wall Street. Right, right, right. We, we, we saw Milken. We saw uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. They made a movie about him. Uh, and yet somehow or other uh, uh, political figures... Uh, get away with it all the time. And, and they're making the laws for a lot of these companies, too. And yet, at the same time, you hear other people say, oh, I'm going to take out uh, you know, 3,000 uh, stocks from a company that I know is going to be dismissed from some major you know, government contract. And, and they have that privy information. And it's the same, same uh, result that instead of losing money like the average schmuck would do at a horse race or, for that matter, investments, uh, they, they don't lose anything. And I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't think that should be. Well, Joe, I tell you what, this is good. I'm glad that I've learned something today about yellow lights and intersections, and I'm glad I had this opportunity to talk about Kathy Hochul's uh, decision. Uh, But when people need to get in contact with you, Joe, either here at your Watertown office in downtown Watertown or in Syracuse, how can one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffice.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffice.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. So, Joe, the next time I speak to you, it's going to be a new year, so I will see you next year, and Happy New Year, Joe Stanley. Thank you and your listeners, Glenn. Be safe. You too. Thank you. Attorney Joe Stanley, thank you again, Joe. Appreciate it.
That's uh, Attorney Joe Stanley here on the uh, Live at Five show. We got a phone call. Someone's itching to get in. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. All right, not there. All right, the perfect time to do a commercial break, which we will do. It's about 17 minutes before the hour. We'll be back right after that. Happy holidays from here in... And we are back. Someone's on the line. I don't know if it's... Oh, here it is. It's coming through. Phone's acting a little strange today. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Merry Christmas and all that happy stuff. It's, it's Lefty. What's happening? What's going on, man? Hey, just wanted to make a little correction, but I really called this to say Merry Christmas to you and yours. Yes, you too, man. But in New York State, you may enter an intersection to prepare for your left turn if the light is green or yellow and no other vehicles ahead of you plan to make that turn. Okay. So that... That, so you're, you're, you you got to make sure when we're given free uh, law advice that everything's verified. Cause well, one Joe thing seems not, to make a little mistake here and there, and I sent you over a link to that too. In New York State, if you're if you're waiting at a a green right green green light to take a left, you're supposed to move into the intersection to get that to prepare to make the left turn. You're supposed to. That's the way your your caller said he was taught. That's the way I was taught. Right. Right. That's the way it is. And when I looked it up, that's what New York State says to do. And I, I, I put it in your Facebook on the, right on the, the link on the Live at Five show, so it's showing the... Uh, well, it's funny that you should send, you sent that, and Duff sent me or a text and said, and I don't know if this matters, but he said there's a, 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 an arrow at that intersection. And, and I think he's right. Does that have any bearing on what we talked about with the arrow going to Bellow Avenue? I, I would doubt that it does. If you if you can you if you are a green light and you're making a left turn, you can prepare to make that turn as long as there's no one in front of you like waiting to, you know, make a left turn. But if you're the first car in traffic, like it sounded like they were, you can sit there. And I like I said, I sent you that over. With I will. From so New York DMV. You we think? We just got to make sure he he he's. I know he's a a prominent attorney <laughs> in the type of you know stuff that he does, and which is you know it's basically Saul Saul Goodman. By the way, did you hear Louis' call earlier? Did you hear Louis' call? Yeah, for some reason I thought that like, the mayor had said he was filling in for you too, but I couldn't. I didn't go. Oh my God! Now you're gonna throw gasoline on this? No, he never. He couldn't have. In fact, I did hear Jeff say yesterday. Oh, this is crazy. That uh, yeah, uh, Glenn Curry's gonna be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Right. Uh, seven five. <laughs> he called me Morton Downey Jr. Can you believe that? Yeah, well, that, that, that wouldn't be as, as in looks. That would be... In I that, don't that, know. I don't know. You try to shoot. I, I, we, 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 we already have Henry Winkler. We know that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're getting older in life. <laughs> Henry Winkler, he's like 75. It was funny. That guy was in here with Mike Sherman. And I tell you what, Coach Mike Sherman came to my aid that day. And whether or not you believe him or not, I would like to think that I look more like Bon Jovi than friggin' his 75-year-old Henry Winkler, for crying out loud. Oh my God! Yeah, that, and that whole that whole thing, if you haven't heard to the grapevine, that's completely died out now. That complex has never come. Yeah, wait a minute. So that's, what, that's what, what's why? What, what 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 do you know? Because of the water? Yeah, I, I I can't go into it. No, there's there's more than that. Just the the, the original way that it was stated was going to happen completely got changed around. Now they're just looking for grant money and trying to get free money and trying to get people to donate land. They're they're trying to do a lot of things, trying to get tax breaks, all kinds of things that they originally went in saying that they weren't going to do. It's never going to happen. It's the population doesn't doesn't really support it to begin with. We're lucky to fill up the arena we have, and it's a beautiful arena as it is. Well, I don't know. But anyway, someone else you had as a guest on the show, I heard on uh, Fox News the other night. Oh, who's that? Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael uh, Sh- 
no, the guy that we we asked about when when we were going to do something about all these uh, these fake public service uh, you know warnings yes. that come out that we never use, and he yeah. said he's going to Tom Holman. That. But I heard him on, on Fox News the other day. Yeah, Tom Holman. Yes, uh, Tom right. Holman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was yeah. on. Uh, uh, did you hear? Uh, I, I don't know. They had Leon 2.0 on in in uh, in place of Hannity, and he had Tom on, and then he had he, then he had Donald Trump on. I don't know if that was recorded uh, uh, from another day, but it was like, wow, he's gotten he's he's getting well, some big guests. Actually, that's that's that, actually that's where I heard it. it wasn't Fox News. It was it was on. Ah, uh, it's the same thing. Right, same thing. Yeah, so it was going same same. It was going on, but you know, in the car, I've got. You know XM, so I have all the news channels, so I got to confuse which one I'm going. But you know, here it is. He's sitting. He's sitting in for Hannity. This is Leon 2.0. Used to be a liberal, and he's talking to Tom, and he's always saying, "And let me make myself perfectly clear." And he's talking to Tom Holman. I'm like, "Well, this is a big get." And then I then I hear him. You know, I'm at my desk. I'm hearing the stream. Then he's got then he's got Trump on. So, wow, that's pretty impressive for Christmas week for a replacement. I've never heard that before. But nonetheless, hats off to Leon well, 2.0. It would it would be a, it would be a good follow up next Wednesday though. I'm not going to bring this Joe. up. Trust me. Just uh, just say Joe. Hey, we, you said that over the air, but that's not correct. Is there, is there a correction possible? Same thing as he he's very much he said some things during the COVID that were just completely off that were, were nothing to do with anything the way it started to go. He was just going with his opinion and let it run into his legal advice. But like I said, he's, he's better call Saul, so what are you going to do? Right, right, But hey, right. it's good, good hearing your voice in the air. Glad you're back. Sorry you didn't have a successful trip as you wanted. But it's nice to be right here in the North Country. It really is. Anyway. And, and, yes, we will make it up. We want to see the boys. We haven't seen them uh, since one, the summer. One other thing that I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Christmas, uh, Christmas Vacation, great movie. Yeah, love yeah. it. I love it. Las Vegas Vacation, better than Christmas Vacation. Oh, stop. Great stop. Thing. It is a phenomenal. Oh, a my God. Yeah, aren't you a Las Vegas fan? No. I'm no. Show. It doesn't mean any. Who cares? I didn't even like oh. leaving Las Vegas with uh, with uh, Coppola. I thought that movie sucked. And I didn't even well, like uh, 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 Something Eleven, whatever they call them. Uh, even the original one with Frank Sinatra I didn't even like. I thought that was overrated. You know, you know, on, on that Christmas vacation, I think I've told you this before, but a few years ago before COVID, went to uh, the Landmark Theater, and well, it was, I think it was like 7th or 8th row, and we saw uh, the Christmas vacation movie with Chevy Chase sitting there like narrating and stopping the movie a few times and answering questions during and after mm. the movie with a lot of crowd participation. It was very, very cool. It's the best way to see Christmas vacation. Oh, I'm sure. And he just did it recently. He fell off the stage in Buffalo, apparently. Oh, broke yeah, his neck. I think he, he does, like, every year. And he's getting really up there in age. He I is. Mean, he's still, like, very coherent. But, I mean, physically, he's not. He's one of the most hated guys, one of the most hated guys in Hollywood. I read an article well, recently. Chris, Christopher Columbus tried to collaborate with, uh, you remember him, he used to work with John Hughes in a lot of 80s movies. He wrote a lot of stuff. Uh, and he, he he tried to collaborate with Chevy Chase during the making of Christmas Vacation, and he said he said, and I quote, I can't say this like John did earlier. Chevy Chase is an a hole, and he picked up and left, and then did uh, Home Alone, wrote Home Alone all by himself without any uh, Chevy Chase involvement. So yeah, and he, he yeah, didn't get well, along with the other too, people either. You know, another person that I hear is horrible to work with, and he's a horrible person. But I I, I love all most of his movies is. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro, you know, just another guy where politically I hate everything he eats. I can't stand him politically. Yeah. And I can't stand his big mouth, but I tell you, I can't get past Goodfellas every time. No, I know. I, neither know. can I. Neither can I. And then the other guy that uh, people don't get along with, um, oh, there's so, so many. 
Uh, oh, uh, Richard Gere, they said he was a real jerk to get along. And uh, and uh, Bill Murray, tough, tough guy to get along with. Yeah, and it was good that you point out it took me years to find, figure out who Bill Murray's brother was. It right. Was a little while to he was the head caddy out, in uh, Caddyshack. He also co-wrote Caddyshack. He was a writer. Yeah, he was in, he was in a lot of things. But yeah. Bill Murray's another guy, too, looking older in death. We're only right behind that. Where they about? Oh, by the way, by the way, we saw nothing. I got to bring this up, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me. Do, rule of thumb. Don't go to a grocery store on an empty stomach. You're going to buy too much. We, we've heard that a million times. Rule number two, don't go to the movies early. Never. Never get to a movie theater too early, especially when there's nothing on the screen. And here's why, and you know why. That means you've got to sit through a dozen commercials and a PSA announcement about not eating in the theater, and then you've got to go through a, t- a litany of coming attractions of movies that Glenn Curry will never, ever, ever watch. All of them are sequels. Well, Planet of the Apes is coming up with a new one. Uh, we got another, and then we got another King Kong versus Godzilla. And I'm like, we sat through that for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I was exhausted this is, before this the movie is, this started. Is time, this is a time right now for the consumer to go to the movies if they, they want to get a last chance in it because they're going to be gone eventually. You know, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to be supported in the city. Oh, there was 10 people right in, now, the, in, the, in the theater. And right people. now they're doing a thing like my buddy Anthony, who you know pretty well. He's, he does the thing him and his wife do, I think it's $15 each a month and they can see all the movies they want. So they, have, they go to the movies a lot. They have no problem with walking out because, you know, you, you change the channel if you're watching it from home. Right. Oh, I know. That's oh. one of those things. But, but I mean, if someone wants to really go and see movies, see them over the next couple of years because they just won't be around. I agree. It's, and, it's and, an impossibility. Big, big movie theaters like that are never going to be able to compete with direct I, I agree. I, I didn't see many people there. For 400 bucks. No, I, didn't, I agree. Be done. Too bad. It's like I was up the mall. Like I, I, I'm up there when I do the tree lighting thing. For the, not the tree lighting, I'm sorry, the tree auctioning thing for the Y. Right. And the only time I walk to the mall, it's the saddest thing you'd ever see. There's nobody in that. Well, market. I wouldn't say nobody, but yeah, it's it's rough. It's not no, like it you used could to roll be. A, you could roll a bowling bowling ball down the middle of the. It wouldn't hit anyone. Well, it's it's, it is pretty sad. But a new and, store and there's just no, opened. There's nothing in food court anymore. It's, this first time I'd well, they got a couple through in a long time. <laughs> yes, sad I agree. Thing. All right. Well, hey, I've been over over the eight minute limit, so I'm going to let you go. You have a great afternoon. Bye bye now, don't you? Bye. Right, you too. That's actually it was ten minutes. I can't believe we talked that long. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is your non-lawyer friend. What's happening? Uh, I want to thank you so much for that uh, wonderful uh, lefty 10-minute or 8-minute, whatever it was. <laughs> He's correct in New York State. However, in New Mexico, uh, you are not supposed to pull, an, uh, last time I was out there, you're not supposed to, like Joe Stanley said. Uh, but in New York State, I think lefty's right. I mean, he's correct. Oh, okay. Oh, lefty lost it. He, he, missed, he missed his... Uh, uh, he missed his calling. Uh, lefty did because he should have been an attorney. Well, he, he was, he, he was just like Jim Levin. Excellent call is a good public service, and I think you're doing a wonderful job. You and, think everyone's uh, doing a wonderful job? What if I did a lousy job? Would you tell me I did a lousy job? You told that to Jeff Graham today. There's a few things I could like discuss with you sometime, but I'm not going to discuss it right now. Oh but, uh, no, 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 no! Now you got my attention. What is it? I say the word. Uh, uh, <laughs> Well, the JFK thing. And, oh, and, all right, never mind. Just theories. I thought you were talking about see, you know, execution. See, see, you didn't want to discuss nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. No, that's a theory. That I thought it was ta- we were talking no, about my demeanor or my approach. Forensic, forensic evidence and pathology uh, evidence yeah. uh, that yeah. they, didn't, they didn't expose. That's all. all right. That's all Fair I'm enough. Saying. Fair that's enough. A lot. But anyway, he, he was um, in New York State. My wife has 
uh, Joe Stanley was talking to my wife and I were talking. I said, oh, my Christ, we've doing this all wrong. And then Lefty came on, and uh, he, he's right, in New York State. But in other states, it is you, you wait at the white line. Hmm before you make the left-hand turn. That is true. Gotcha. But not, not New York State. Well, for the record, I am not bringing this up next time we talk to Joe Stanley. I just move on to the other issue so we can argue about that. But <laughs> well, I appreciate your phone call, as always, uh, my well, non-lawyer happy friend. Happy New Year if I don't uh, speak to you. Uh, yes. Have a, have a happy New Year to everybody, and uh, happy three days after Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. Thank you very much. And uh, if I don't talk to you, I'll, I'll talk to you uh, next year. Thank you. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's a good uh, time to, uh, to tell you this. This Friday, and I'm sure Jeff said this, neither Jeff or I, let's get this straight, for Louis' sake and everybody else, we are not here this Monday, uh, Friday, nor the 1st. So January, and that makes sense, right? But uh, Jim gave us off on Friday, just like he did this past Friday. Needless to say, we had Christmas off. Uh, same thing goes for this Friday, New Year's Day. However, I'm not taking Tuesday off. <laughs> Life starts all over again uh, for community broadcasters. It never dies, mind you. But it's official for the beginning of uh, the new year. So, yes, we will be back, both Jeff and I, on Tuesday. All right. So, uh, you know, not a bad approach. You know, it's a lot of times I forget my combination to my locker after a Christmas vacation, or I did. Uh, I didn't forget it today. I, I, I knew where all the buttons were. I knew it was Wednesday. We we're going to talk to Joe Stanley. I was prepared. I knew John had a question about his wife. He's not, he doesn't like the, uh, the, uh, Joe's uh, response, but nonetheless, it made for a wonderful Live at Five sh- uh, show here on a Wednesday. It's dark outside. You knew that. I didn't say that at the beginning. And it was 52 degrees earlier today. Global warming's working, folks. Clearly is. Uh, but uh, we do this each and every day, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, AM 1240 WE10 Watertown uh, makes us legal. We'll talk more about Christmas movies and other exciting things here Until then, you have a good night. Up next, uh, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Matt Piper. Migrants at the border. A massive convoy is making its